Hello, everybody. It's Dave Neal, stand-up comic and host of Bachelor Nation News. We've got the most dramatic story of all time to get into on this Bachelor Rush Hour. That's right. It is a wild, wild day in Bachelor Nation. It is the end of barrel scraping season in the premiere of Bachelor in Paradise and The Golden Bachelor tonight on Must See Reality V. Starts at 8 o'clock. It is just wild out there. So, I want to give you the behind the scenes of what went down last night. There has been a lot of chatter in the Bachelor world regarding this Clayton paternity scandal. So uh, about a week and a half, two weeks ago, there was a story that broke out that Clayton Eckerd was involved in a paternity scandal with an unnamed lady. We'll call her Jane Doe. Now, while this scandal is public information, I have every right to say everybody's name. I'm going to not say her name. I've committed to not saying her name, at least until uh, you know we get a, a little bit more proof of uh, some of the sinister allegations that are out there. So she claims that he's the father of her unborn twins, and he has always denied it. You know this. We've made tons of videos and podcasts and talked about it. And he said, I'll take a paternity test. Um, but but the story is actually way more interesting than that. Uh, not only does he deny having sexual intercourse, she's actually never claimed they had sex. She's only said they've been intimate. She has set up what appears to be, and I should say allegedly, because we all know I don't need to be involved in this court case, but she has set up a paper trail where she's making it seem as though he's the one who's harassing and gaslighting her and all of these different things. But as it turns out, their one-night fling, which did not involve sexual intercourse, was quickly turned into a paternity scandal. So when the news dropped of this story, and again, I've got a 34-minute long version of what I'm about to tell you as quickly as possible here, but if you want to go on YouTube and actually see the copies of the court documents I'm about to reference. When news broke that Clayton was involved in this paternity scandal, whether it whether it be because he was in the news, because he was on The Bachelor or whatnot, that's when several other uh, alleged victims of this Jane Doe have come forward. In 2016 and in 2021, she's actually been accused, very credibly, might I add, of faking pregnancies in the past. She is a self-help podcaster who has done TEDx talks. I found the article very uh, sketchy when I first read it because in the article, they say, well, she sent the son, uh, the US version of the son, she sent them photos to prove she was pregnant and they never confirmed if that's in fact what they proved. Now, she was set to deliver these babies in February, uh, twins between 16 to 20 weeks. Some say you wouldn't show. Uh, my guess is she would very easily be able to prove she's still pregnant. Now, Clayton took the paternity test, or at least had paid the $750 to take the paternity test uh, uh, on Wednesday and or, or Tuesday. And then today, the 28th of September, according to the court documents, he is supposed to meet with Jane Doe in a pre-trial hearing to maybe work things out before it goes through the court system. Guys, this story is wild. So last night, you know, I'm getting ready for my cross- the world trip. I'm heading to a small island nation south of India. I'm going to be traveling through the Middle East. It's going to be a long journey for me. As I'm preparing for all of that, getting my papers right and everything, I start getting sent information um, from the Superior Court of the State of Arizona. 
And this is a motion. Uh, there's different court documents, but in one, it's a motion to dismiss a claim. So it looks like the plaintiff, uh, which was Jane Doe, um, got involved in a legal battle. And the defendant, which was this guy here, says, throw out all of the accusations because she's not even pregnant. Upon information and belief, plaintiff is not pregnant and all claims being alleged against plaintiff must fail as a result. Plaintiff filed her complaint on August 11th, 2021, alleging that she became pregnant with defendant's child on their second date. Now, of course, with Clayton, she only had a quote-unquote one-night stand, a fling with him, so there was no second date. Prior to, prior to filing her complaint, plaintiff provided sonographic images to defendant on August 6th and August 8th of 2021. However, a reverse Google image search revealed that the images were identical to a sonogram found on a blog post from 2015. Upon information and belief, Plaintiff altered the images by adding her name, date of birth, alleged location of the sonogram, and altered the appearance of the image to distinguish it from the one located on the aforementioned blog post. To further this fictitious pregnancy, and again, this is the, this is in the motion to dismiss. This was assigned to the Honorable Judge Allison Backus. To further this fictitious pregnancy, plaintiff sent uh, the defendant a fabricated email exchange dated August 19th, 2021, between herself and California attorneys Allison Cordova and Joe Kotchett of Kotchett, Peter, and McCarthy, LLP. Tony Stevens, believed to be a legal assistant at the firm, is also CC'd on the email. And then they go on to show the email, the email that she fabricated, allegedly, that included real lawyers that said they had nothing to do with it. The email said, everything you told us about pregnancy tests and ultrasounds aligned with the things you provided, or the timing you provided us. There was no post-pregnancies on your record and the three obstetricians you saw felt that pregnancy was very consistent with intercourse that took place between June 30th and July 1st. It must feel like you have the weight of the world on you, but I have no doubt that you, the jury will sympathize with your situation. The next step is to fill out the attached retention agreement. So some people are wondering, what is the end game here? Well, it appears that using these threats of legal action uh, to keep the baby is a threat to keep the guy as a partner. I'll, I'll include you, and I'm summarizing here, but if you want to read everything that I had here, it's on the YouTube channel. But the theory being, and this is a working theory, and again, I understand this is stranger than fiction. I understand this is one of the greatest frauds that exists in the Bachelor or at least Bachelor adjacent worlds. Uh, but the theory being, I uh, Jane Doe was going to this this guy who didn't want to be with her and say, I will include you in pregnancy or parenting plans if we go back to dating. And that's kind of the soft way of saying, I'll consider and uh, terminating the pregnancy. And again, the pregnancy that did not actually exist if you go back to dating me. Well, the lawyers from this law firm said, that they had nothing to do with this. Some of those lawyers don't even work at the law firm anymore, and they didn't respond to further questions after that. So just a wild, wild thing. They, uh, According to the, if you look at my YouTube video, I've got the text messages here that were in the court filings from Jane Doe that include the sonogram image that she photoshopped together, which of course was quickly realized to be Google reverse image search. So you can plug an image into 
Google, and it'll tell you if that image exists anywhere else. Even if it's been altered, it'll tell you if it's, you know, the one. I'm not proving that this is the same image. I'm telling you that's what they have in the court documents. This is what she said to the uh, the guy that she was uh, allegedly faking a pregnancy with. Looks like you're going to be a dad to one or two babies. Was sick enough to go to the clinic this afternoon and had to get an ultrasound to make sure I wasn't having an ectopic pregnancy. I wasn't. I found out that I've been pregnant with twins. Looks like one of them passed or isn't doing well, probably because of the medicine I took. I had the option of a surgical abortion and elected not to. If I'm going through this on my own, I will let God decide if he wants both one or none to be born, and the kids would deserve to know their father's side of the family. So as I read that, I read it as, if I'm going through this alone, the kids live. If you date me, maybe we can change that around. You know, very wild stuff here, folks. Again, we don't know the full motivation. So as I've been saying all along, and I've been very careful with my words, very careful, I believe this seems like a case where if Clayton's story is the same as these others, that it appears that there never was a baby or twins and that this was made up. I'm going to share with you a statement made by this guy in a previous case that sounds eerily similar to what Clayton is going through. We will have that after a quick word from our sponsors. All right, so let's get back into it. Here's what was said in this court document, which essentially uh, reads like a restraining order. It's an order of protection. And the guy says, uh, here's what he said here under, um, you know, in these court papers. The defendant, uh, in the defendant in this case now is Jane Doe. I know it goes back and forth, but this is the plaintiff right here is the uh, man who's seeking the protection. The defendant and I went on three dates. We had a sexual relationship one evening. I politely ended the relationship nine days after our first encounter. She did not take the rejection well, uh, at which point I understood, listened, but politely let her know that there will not uh, they will not have a future relationship together and to stop contacting me. She continued to harass me for 48 hours. I asked her to stop reaching out. 24 hours went by with no contact. 11 days after we were sexually intimate, she sent me a photo of a positive pregnancy test through, though we used two forms of protection during our one encounter. She continued to harass me via text messages through 14 different email accounts and iMessages, all of which I have since blocked. She threatened to reach out to my family, located them on public records, reached out to my mother, threatening to expose me on her Apple iTunes self-help podcast. She sent me photoshopped images of an ultrasound that is from an article on Google dated January 12th, 2015. I had an OBGYN confirm this ultrasound she is claiming to be hers of twins is an exact from the Google article from 2015. Has shown up to my home two times after being asked not to come uh, after blocking all 14 iMessage accounts, which she has continually harassed me from since July 9th. She now is reaching out to make uh, to me making threats of lawsuits to my work email address. She has contacted the HR department in my company to confirm my email address and is threatening my career and reputation at my place of work as of yesterday and today. She is showing no signs of stopping. The defendant is stating she is in love with me after three dates, roughly two hours each date, and is promising to have an abortion and dismiss pressing charges if I commit to loving her, marrying her, and starting a family with her within the next two years. I have repeatedly asked the defendant to stop contacting myself my family and my place of work and to also stop coming to my home, banging on my door and ringing my doorbell. I have all text messages and emails saved. I also have photographs of her outside of my home trying to contact me. I am scared for my reputation and safety and it is time to serve her a legal order of protection. So all of that said, and I'm just going to wrap this up now here, uh, Clayton is dealing with something very similar where he claims they didn't have sexual intercourse. 
He has taken his end of the paternity test, and it has made us question whether or not we think she will take her end of the paternity test. Now, the most interesting part of all of this is what I'm about to share with you, which is that uh, we see here what one of the uh, men thinks is going on. Uh, in response, and this is from a different court document, plaintiff stated she was willing. Okay, so this is what pla- the plaintiff in this case is back to Jane Doe. She was willing to take a paternity test to prove that the child is his, but that it would be imp- that it would be possible that she would not be pregnant. As I'm sure, as I'm sure, excuse me, as I'm unsure what the purpose is, because if the pregnancy is not viable, that proves that his coercion did result in the in- end of the pregnancy. Essentially, plaintiff has fabricated the abortion coercion allegation to explain why a paternity test would show that she is not pregnant. Additionally, as a filing, plaintiff has not taken a paternity test despite uh, his repeated offers to pay for the test. Again, these are previous cases, not Clayton's. But where the, the, where the case stands now is Clayton has taken his paternity test, and now it's up to her, Jane Doe, to decide if she's going to take her end. If she claims that she loses the baby out of duress... We are now. We now know that she has cried wolf, and that has been said to have been a possibility in previous cases. Look, folks, it's delicate. There's clearly, and I said this before. I said before, either Clayton's lying or she's lying. Clearly, there's a mental health um, uh, aspect to all of this. It is sad, but rather than bash her, we're just calling her Jane Doe here, rather because she has been in contact with me. And hi, if you're listening, hi Jane Doe. We wish you well, but. I'm not using her name because I'm not trying to punish her. That's for the courts to decide to do. What I'm doing is trying to vindicate and get the truth out from Clayton's side of things, if he actually is innocent. And we'll have to see uh, what the paternity tests say. But again, that's dependent on even if she is pregnant. So if you thought that was interesting, I've got a YouTube video that breaks it down even further. It's a wild story, folks. And uh, boy, is it dramatic. Why don't we just switch it up a little bit? Let's shake it off and do some lighter news. Why don't we? Okay. Taylor Swift has been in the news all week long, all, all her lifelong, really. She's wrapping arms around Travis Kelsey during post-game party. New photos reveal her kind of sitting on his lap. I mean, you'd think this was the Super Bowl. It was week two. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are clearly two people comfortable with each other as Taylor draped her arm around the NFL stud's neck following his big team win Sunday. So uh, the pictures show that she is having fun and not afraid to show it. And good for them. I mean, gosh, it must be impossible to try to have a normal dating life when you're under the spotlight like that. Now, here's somebody who's under the spotlight uh, in tonight's episode of The Golden Bachelor. It's Gary Turner. Here he is featured on morning television, uh, revealing that he may have found his partner. Have a listen. Did you find love? Well, if I didn't, would I be sitting here smiling like from ear to ear? Oh, I can't wait to I can't tell you I did, though. I know. We know the drill, but we have to ask. <laughs> right. Did you find love? All right. So maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. We will find out tonight as we watch The Golden Bachelor. Now, as you guys know, I'll be traveling across the world tonight, so won't be able to watch live, although I do have a ton of content ready for you guys tomorrow. So definitely check that out on tomorrow's podcast, we've got Nick Thompson from Love is Blind giving me an update on his kind of battle trying to get representation for reality TV shows. 
it's a very interesting conversation. I think you're really going to like it. And let's hope that I don't have a British Airways pilot like this guy. This was in uh, TMZ. British Airways pilot admits to coke-fueled romp before trying to fly. Now, I don't know. Look, I don't know too much about cocaine. Maybe it's not the worst thing before flying. Would you rather have a coked-out pilot or a drunk pilot? I don't know. Uh, which will get you there faster? A British Airways pilot, and again, this is the most British thing I've ever heard, uh, partied his face off in Africa before trying to hit the skies less than 24 hours later. But thankfully, he was reported before that could happen and fired. Mike Beaton reportedly spilled the beans to a flight attendant friend of his a few weeks ago after a wild night on the town of Johannesburg. This during a brief grounded period he was enjoying before he was scheduled to fly again the following day. Now, look, obviously, you shouldn't have drugs in your system if you're flying. But if it's no, no, to be quite honest, is cocaine if you have a and again, I don't I don't I'm done coke. But I'm imagining cocaine is kind of like having a very strong coffee, which I have every day. So is it that bad? I mean, if he had Adderall in his system, would he have gotten fired? I don't know. In texts obtained by The Sun, Beaton purportedly bragged about a hot hookup he experienced with a Welsh woman, which was full of cocaine, booze, and sex. Beaton wrote, I've lost my shirt somewhere, and one of the local lads produces a plate with a few lines of coke. So then there's a debate about whose chest is the best to do a bump off. He also proudly boasted, I've been a very naughty boy. I love this guy's name is Beaton. And um, I, I like uh, Mike Beaton has really uh, beaten down his uh, chance at getting hired again as a pilot. He's going to be one of those guys that gets, that gets hired as like one of those private seaplanes that like pilots people to exactly where I'm heading to. You know what I mean? They're just like, they need a guy that can get the plane off the ground. That's all they need. They, you know, but either way, I believe his commercial flying will be grounded for the time being. And speaking of being grounded, uh, this is a terrible uh, uh, transition, but uh, my voice is going because I made 15 pieces of content today. But speaking of being grounded, we've got Bachelor in Paradise beginning tonight. So Golden Bachelor is from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Bachelor in Paradise is from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The fact that Bachelor Nation doesn't have, uh, you know, like a Bachelor-funded after show is just insane. Do I need to get my funds together and fund a special after show where we interview people that were on the sand and talk to Gary? And I mean, it just seems like such a missed opportunity here. Either way, we've got um, some previews for you for bachelor in paradise i'll share those with you guys right now and tomorrow we've got some other content um that we're going to get into i've got a nick vile update uh rachel Recchia and him made amends but some people are wondering why did she not like him in the first place what was their fight all about so i went back down memory lane and picked apart exactly what he said that pissed her off so much and covered that whole scenario well now we've got Bachelor in Paradise, and we've got a legend named Blake Moynes uh, making his way onto the beach. Have a listen. Look who it is. Good to see you. Blake, good to see you, man. How are you? Welcome to Paradise. Thank how you. I am doing Appreciate awesome. The question is, how are you doing? I'm a little nervous, but you know what? Third time around, I should be, I should be used to this by now. <laughs> because you've dated not just one, uh, not two, but three bachelorettes. Yeah. Hopefully I just don't run into another one down here. Yeah. Off you go. Good luck finding your bachelorette. I mean, what? <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Too soon? Too soon. Oh, I'm here. We're doing it. Oh, someone just arrived. Who? Oh, I think it's Blake. Who's Blake? Blake from Katie's season. Blake walked down, and I think I'm like starstruck right now. He's, He's hot. hot. I didn't He's know he was. Look at his leg. Oh! 
Coming up tonight on Bachelor in Paradise, and that was the voice of Rachel Recchia fawning over Blake as he makes his way to the beach. He hasn't skipped a leg day, and he is going to be running his way into some very dramatic situations on the sand. Are you guys going to be watching this? It's going to be a real wild ride. Of course, in the previews, we've seen that Katie Thurston makes a comeback. I tell you what, let's watch the trailer, and then we can wrap this thing up. And I know this is meant mainly for, you know, visual uh, mediums here, but let's just have a listen to the season trailer as it plays out. Are you kidding me? Paradise is back. <laughs> And it's going to hit harder than ever. This is crazy. Paradise is crazy. There's so much going on. Get oh. ready for a wild time on the beach. Would you suck my toes? Well, suck your toes. <laughs> they do look good. Why not? Sexy dates. Things are heating up. They are heating up. He's so hot. There's like 42 abs on his body. Don't you just want to lick him? I do. Hi, Jess. Rachel, it's so oh good God. seeing you. And four former bachelorettes. It's me. Crashing the party. Is that here to ground? What? She's here to date? She's here to date. No. no. Hi, guys. Game over. Like, I'll just come on home. Katie. I don't think Blake's going to be happy that I'm here. Like, this is the first time they've seen each other since their breakup. I don't think there's a worse scenario. <sighs> Plus. Let me get the medic to the beach, please. Someone has a serious medical emergency. I am going on nine days of no pooping. If we still haven't had movement, sunrise tomorrow morning, we'll have to deliver almost like a poo baby. Deliver a poop baby out of your butt? Are you insane? Just remember one thing. It's not your poop baby. It's going to be our poop baby. Who will find their soulmate? I feel so happy with you. I'm very happy. Kylie, I haven't felt like this in a while. This is crazy. Getting a second chance. I think things happen for a reason. Tell us to finding someone that can match my crazy. <laughs> I am falling for the girl. You're the best man that's ever came into my life. Liza, really am falling in love with you. <laughs> Who will leave in tears? I don't feel like I can trust him. I feel betrayed at this point. I to do this like the best way I can. This right here is the Paradise Truth Box. Truth Box is definitely gonna destroy some couples. No! Oh my god, dude! What is going on here? This is like a madhouse. And who will decide to get married in Paradise? I now pronounce you husband and wife. <laughs> Find out on the season premiere of Bachelor in Paradise, coming Thursday, September 20th. All right, folks, everyone enjoy your premiere. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll be back tomorrow with more content. As always, I'm Dave Neal, and this was Bachelor Rush Hour.